Verdon Bears fans, we got Chicago Bears everywhere in the Hall of Fame as we add two, maybe three more. We'll talk about that. And we got Adam Abdallah on the show today, filling in for Courtney Cronin, who is under the weather. Feel better, Courtney. As somebody who had to be up all night uh, uh, with a very sick daughter, feel better because I don't know what's going on, what's happening out here. It's the weather. It's like 60 degrees today. What the heck's going on in Chicago? (laughs) It's it's super nice out. And yeah, if you are sick or have a child that's sick, I feel bad for you because you should be outside. But like, go out and get some fresh air. You know, stay away from people. But Go take a walk or get some fresh air or something. We got a we got a solid back porch backyard situation. I'm probably barbecuing today. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, absolutely. I'm probably barbecuing today. For but sure firing up the grill today. Gotta get into these Hall of Famers. How many do we really have? Abdallah may have a little pushback on that. And then some free agent uh that are free agents that are in the Super Bowl who uh, the Chicago Bears might want to take a look at. So we'll talk about all that more in today's episode of the Chicago Bears pod. Hit that like button, subscribe to the page, leave a five-star review. Y'all know what to do. Abdallah, how you feeling, man? I'm good, man. How are you doing? I'm all right, man. I'm all right. I'm I'm excited uh, that uh, Devin Hester finally got in so we can finally put all of this to bed on whether he's a Hall of Famer or not. He's a Hall of Famer now. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, look, he was going to get in. I... I have a very, uh, I don't know if it's a weird view of the Hall of Fame. Like, I just don't care who gets in or who doesn't. Like, I don't have these, you know, pounding my fist on the desk uh, arguments over who yeah. and who shouldn't be a Hall of Famer. Like, if they have good numbers and they won a few Super Bowls or whatever it is, or in Devin Hester's case, you know, he. I'm not saying he changed the game, but he was the best at his position. I know a few people that you know, join this podcast on a regular basis, Yurko will disagree with me. But for me as a Bears fan in my age, as a 39 year old, like that was some of the most, if not the most electrifying times as a Bears fan, like you wanted to make sure you were in your seat for kickoff. You never left for punt returns. You never got out of your seat for anything. And it was because of Devin Hester and, and the way he changed the momentum of the game and what, and it didn't matter whether or not, you know, he was returning kicks or not. People still kick to him. Like it did like Tony Dungy's told Waddle and Sylvia a bunch of times. My whole plan was to not kick to Devin Hester at the start of the Super Bowl. He's like, we're not kicking to him. We're not kicking to him. He's like the, the night before I'm firing up the team, doing my speech. And you know what? F it. We're kicking to Hester. <laughs> and like, he didn't say F it. Obviously he's a, he's not, he's a guy that's a G Willikers type of guy, but um, <laughs> he, he kicked to him. And obviously the bears ended up losing the super bowl for me as a 39 year old bears fan who was yeah. just turned one when they won the super bowl in 1985. Um, that's been the highest moment for me as a bears fan. Like as a Bears fan, when they went up seven yeah. nothing to start the Super Bowl, I was like, "This defense, like this is it. This is money. Like we're good." The Bears have just won the Super Bowl, and it's just been consistently downhill from there. I told Hester that Hester was in here over the summer uh, last year, and I told him about it. I was like, "Look, man, you, it was the highest of the heights," <laughs> and then after that, it's just been steady down. After it that. has, there's like a little blip. There's like a little little bit up, like that first game in the first half with Khalil Mack, and then like yeah, just continually the opposite direction. That is, 
a sad way to put it, but it's so <laughs> incredibly true, dog. Like, and and I think what's what's great about it is somebody broke this down to me with Devin Hester because I I do agree. I don't think he changed the game. I think lawsuits changed the game. But somebody in the comments when I dropped a a, uh, a reaction video to him getting in over on the breeze said he didn't change the game. He changed that game. And I yeah, was like, okay, games. that yeah. that I get. You know yeah. what I mean? Like on a dime, if you kick the ball to him, everybody was like, oh no, what are you doing? <laughs> well, someone put together on Twitter, it was like five and a half. It's like, if you don't think Devin Hester is a Hall of Famer, here's five and a half minutes that will change your mind. And it's all of his returns. Yes. And it was just like, I remember every single one of them. And they were just, they're they're amazing. Like he, he had next level speed. I mean, the dude raced a cheetah at one point. Like he legit raced a cheetah. I think he's a Hall of Famer just for the picture of him at the gas station with the Louis V wrapped car. Yes. Like once you got the yes. Louis V wrapped car, Hall of Famer. I don't care what the bus says, Hall of Famer. <laughs> you gotta go. You gotta wrap the bus in Louis V, right? Like exactly. let's get Dapper Dan on that. What's, <laughs> what's Dapper Dan doing lately, man? No, I, I'm, I'm glad that Devin finally got in so that we could put all the is he a Hall of Famer and not talk to bed. The one name that I thought uh, should have been, and I think it's just, I'm not gonna lie. It, it, to me, it taints the Hall of Fame a little bit because I have always viewed the NFL Hall of Fame as the best of the halls of fame. Because the NBA is basically like, did you play basketball at some point in your career and made it to the NBA? There you go. Why, mm-hmm. Like I always say, why is Yao Ming in the Hall of Fame? Well, and baseball no is the, was this guy nice to me? And if they yeah. weren't, you're not getting in. Yeah, yeah, like, like it's it's there's so many weird ones out there. I feel like the NFL actually more times than not gets it right. Mongo going in now. Mm-hmm. This is the one that not only have they gotten wrong, but to me, it's the stain that'll be on them forever because now he's in. His career should have allowed him to be in when he was able to walk up there and be fine to walk up there and give a speech and all of that. But because now he's dealing with everything he's dealing with with ALS, it feels like it was like, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. We got to force. Now we got to get him in, guys. Like, no, this guy's one of the best defensive linemen in NFL history, bar none. And everybody else on that defense, for the most part's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. And it took you until now to be like, oh, wait a minute. He's he he should be in there. His career is good enough to be in there. Like that's to me, that's this the NFL Hall of Fame's biggest sin. I'm glad that they're finally putting him in. But, you know, you, you don't get points for for doing the right thing at the wrong time. No, um, I mean, look, he's in, you know, like, let's celebrate it, obviously. Um, I think that it does suck that he doesn't get to go up there. And I've been fortunate enough to work with Mongo here at the station when I first started. I produced the Bears pregame show for years with Mongo. And not only is he a Hall of Fame player, he's a Hall of Fame person. And I would say this regardless of, you know, his current uh, condition. And... Mongo always treated everyone the same way when he was working here, whether it was my first week on the job or I'd been producing him for five years on the pregame show. Every interaction with him was absolutely the same. Mongo's family, and he treated everyone when he worked with them as family. And I know that his teammates will say the same thing. Um, And knowing his personality and how big and boisterous it was, the, the one thing that does suck is that He's not going to be able to make the speech that I think would be amazing. Like Mongo's Hall of Fame speech would have been fantastic. And 
you know, obviously there'll, there'll be a statement released and everything like that. He's not in a condition right now to make a speech, I don't think. Right. And so um, because of that, that to me is the part that sucks. I love that he got in. I love that he's still with us to celebrate himself getting into the Hall of Fame. It's long yeah. overdue. And like you said, every single bear on that defense practically is in, already in the Hall of Fame. And that's probably why there was a log jam for him to get in. Um, but it, it, it happened. Thankfully they made the right decision. Finally he's in and it's just, it's great to have, having worked with him, uh, during football seasons for so many years and getting to know him like as, as it's weird to say, but like as Steve and not as Mongo, cause he would say it himself, yeah. you know, he would say, this is kind of like a character. I remember when he had his daughter and he was like, only only one person in the world can make Mongo not become Mongo. And like he loves that girl more than anything in the world. And the fact that the family gets to celebrate it with him is great. And I love that he uh, got to get in now, finally, before, yeah. you know, God forbid anything horrible happens and he doesn't get to celebrate it. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. Like I, I'm, I'm glad that he's in. It, it's a career that is well deserving of it. It's, it's so funny. We mentioned that defense, right? I think it was, uh, I want to say it was Wilbur Marshall. He said he slid over one day, and he was talking about how dominant that defensive front line was. I think it was on one, one of the many '85 Bears documentaries that have been produced over <laughs> years because we haven't had a reason to make a new one, right? But he basically was just like. No wonder Singletary's getting all the freaking sacks here. Like, Mongo's opening everything up in front of me. Like, it's just, it's a gaping hole in the quarterbacks there with the light shining on him. You can't help but sack him. Like, hearing things like that about how dominant he was on the field, I'm so glad that he's finally able to get in. And just looking back at his career, like, I, I always do, whenever the Hall of Fame happens, I always be like, all right, let me go back and look at the tape. Just Remind myself what and 85. I wasn't here. Wasn't born yet. Sorry, Abdullah. I wasn't born yet. I was born in 94. I was a little late to the party, right? But <laughs> I go back and I watch 85, and I'm just like, my God, like what was why was he allowed to do this to quarterbacks? Like, this yeah. is illegal in four states now. <laughs> well, just look at the numbers. I mean, his stats alone would would warrant anybody saying, Yeah, of course he's a Hall of Famer. Like just the the numbers alone, the sacks, that they weren't even counting tackles for a loss back then. Yes. And like that, if you if you went back and tracked all of his games and looked at tackles for a loss, like the dude was such an important part of that defense. And all of his teammates would tell you he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame, probably before any of they got in themselves. But that again, that goes back to why I don't like Halls of Fame. Because yeah. that just because other teammates are in doesn't mean that you should stop putting in people, right? Like just because there's a bunch of 85 bears in the hall of fame, oh, well, that's it. Can't put any more in like that's stupid. Just put it, put more people in. There shouldn't be a set amount every year. There shouldn't be this. People have to go up every single year and try to make a case for people to be in the hall of fame. It's not like Mongo's numbers got better over time. Like, yeah, they started tracking things differently, so you can look at it and be like, okay, well, we didn't count tackles for a loss. Now we're looking at tackles for a loss. So his numbers are that much better. But it's ridiculous that either you're if you're a Hall of Famer or you're not. There's yeah. no such thing to me as a first or second. Like either you are or you aren't. That's why I don't like Hall. That's why I think this whole thing is stupid. Either That's you true. are or you, like if you put 10 people in one year, okay, you put 10 people in that year. 
who cares? You just have a long day of speeches, I guess. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter to me. If one person gets in that year, then that's it. You either get in or you don't. Like, I don't like this whole, ah, we'll, we'll see next year. Maybe he can go in next year. Yeah. Um. It, it is. I, I think it should be. I'm okay with it because I think it does make it more of a ceremony when they do it with a certain amount of people. But I will say, like, if you got to go, ah, he's probably not in the Hall of Fame, right? Like, whatever. Like, when, when people bring up, uh, who's uh, somebody brought up Matthew Stafford to me the other day, and they were like, Matthew Stafford, clear-cut Hall of Famer. I was like, ah. uh, I mean, he's got a ring. Like, yeah, he's got numbers. He's yeah. got, but, like, if I can do that, and maybe that's like, I, I know a lot of people be like, well, that's your personal opinion. But, like, I think more <laughs> people than not think Matthew Stafford and go, ah, like, and I feel like that's how most of these leagues halls of fame are is uh, you you look at you look at the NBA. I go ah, every time there's a new hall of fame. And well, the NBA is just ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. The NBA, like the basketball hall of fame is like he once played in high school in Japan and now made it over here. That's the problem is they count everything. They count college. They count NBA. Like it's just, it's, it's dumb. And the baseball one's even worse. Cause you have to be nice to everybody. Baseball so one's stupid. the worst. That yeah. put Barry Bonds in. Uh, yeah. Julius Peppers is the one that I think is going to be an interesting conversation because you look at uh, Julius Peppers going in not as a bear. Do we not get the count pep in your opinion? No, I think we count him. It's just when I think of Julius Peppers, like I think of, I know he had great stats when he was a bear. I just think of the of the Panthers. Like yeah. that's just to me. I, I just think of him as a Panther. Like I know they spent a bunch of money on him in free agency, and they got him here, and he was great when he was here. I just you know to me, I just think of him as a Panther. Like I think if this was the the uh, baseball Hall of Fame, and he had to pick like a hat, yeah. I think he would probably go with a Panthers yeah. hat. Like I don't yeah. think he would pick the Bears. Um, it just like, and, and the opposite for Hester, Hester would definitely pick the bears, yeah. you know, like they're not count. I'm not counting his time. I know he had returns for other teams, but he would probably pick the bear, the bears, well, he you know, broke the record in Seattle, right? Yeah, he did. He wasn't he a Falcon for a while too. A Falcon. Yeah. He was a Falcon. Yeah. for a little So, while. I mean, I think peppers would probably pick the Panthers. Like I, I, it's great to say three bears got in. I know. But <laughs> like, okay. Like this isn't, you know, this isn't Erlacher who played for one team, his entire career, you know, even Mongo didn't p play for one team, his entire career. So like there's and Hester didn't either. So like there's to me, it's just, okay. Yeah. You can say three and maybe that gets them to the hall of fame game, uh, in August in Canton and the bears will be playing in that game. And they, and I will say the last, uh, two times they played in the hall of fame game, they made the playoffs that year. Just saying, hey, man, uh, man, man. so um, so yeah, it, it should be good. It's a great event. I went when Erlacher uh, got in. It was awesome. The Hall of Fame is something if you're an NFL fan, everyone should go to. We got a little bit behind the scenes tour because we were with Yurko and Waddle and like all the stuff that they don't show you that they have like they have a file and a box for every single player. Whether you're out there or not. Not kidding. Like Yurko's not a Hall of Famer. He knows it. Waddle's not a Hall of Famer, but we went into their archives and they had stuff from Waddle's career and stuff from Yurko's career. And they were like, how did you guys like get this stuff? They have a file and a something, whether it's just a picture or it's a card or it's a, a piece of equipment or whatever, they have something from every single player in the NFL. And they take that thing so seriously yeah. and like how great it is. And we got a tour of everything and it's awesome. Like if you are a bears fan, Go like, trust me, don't even think about it. Just go. Even if yeah, you don't stay for the game, just go 
go for the speeches, do whatever you can, try to be there. It is an experience like nothing I've seen before as a fan of the NFL. Like it's awesome. I'll I'll be down there. I've been to the Hall of Fame twice uh, with not Hall of Fame things going on. And it's still amazing to go down there. It's just like they've got like the the Hall of Fame Museum, the interactive stuff. You go into the rooms with the bus like Mm -hmm. who is it? It's it's uh, I think it's um, Lombardi is giving you like a speech. Oh, yeah. Holographic speech in one of the rooms. Lombardi. Yeah. Yeah, It's like, like, what the what's going on here? Like, I can't wait till they adapt that to the uh, the AR vision Apple goggles now. Like, oh, yeah. People are just going to be walking through touching things, but not really touching things. That's going to be great, man. No, it's it's going to be a fun time. And, And the one thing that I didn't go down when Erlacher went, but one of my guys went down and he said, dog, Chicago took over. Like there oh, were yeah, their jerseys everywhere. It so, was it was basically because it was also the same year that Ray Lewis went in. Yeah. And I remember we left at the start of Ray Lewis's speech and we were at the hotel and Ray was still talking. Oh, yeah. And I was like, I'm glad we left. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. that's the, like Ray Lewis, great player and everything. But I need to hear the dude Ray talk for 45 minutes. Sweating. I remember oh, like I, I think I took a nap on Ray Lewis's speech. I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you. I woke up and I was like, oh, they're replaying Ray. No, this is nope. the same, same start, speech. Man. He's, he's still go- they what give you, you a time limit and he's still going. Dog, what did he end up doing? It was like 30 minutes, wasn't it? Like it was crazy. It was, it was an insane amount of time. I don't think we'll have to deal with that this year, but uh, I think it's it's going to be really fun to, to go down there and just be around. It, it yeah. is football heaven. It literally feels like mm-hmm. everything here is football. It's football heaven. I've got, a, I've got a friend who lives in Canton, and I'm like, what do y'all do the rest of the year? And they were like, eh, nothing. We wait for this Hang day. Out. There's a really nice this. high school football field there. I mean, that's what they – they There's do like have a nice high school. Yeah, is right there. Um, I wonder who will induct Devin. I wonder if he'll get. We get. Uh, was Tove his defensive coordinator or his special teams? Lovey probably right. Coach? I would think Lovey, Lovey, right? I would hope Lovey would do it. Lovey picked him. I mean, like he was the guy yeah. that believed in him the most. Like I would. Yeah. I would think you got to go Lovey. Did Lovey uh, make Mongo, him a wide receiver too, think- though? Because I don't know about that. Well, well, I mean, <laughs> he'll, say, he'll say, let's get J-Mac to do it. Let's get J-Mac yeah, to do absolutely. it. Yeah, absolutely. Let's get J-Mac Listen, to do it. It should be every bear should be down there. Briggs should be down there. Erlacher oh, yeah. should be down there. Let's get Grossman. I don't know what he's doing these days. Grossman <laughs> should be out there. Like, let's get everybody that was out there that was on those teams. Let's get them. Peanut should be down there. Peanut's like, every, be there. Everyone should be there. Peanut's gonna be there, and he's gonna be like, "Hey, so when am I getting in? Where's where's mine? I'm just I'm, well, I'm not volume for, my, but when am I getting in? Because he's I mean, the next Peanut one and Lance are next, right? Hey, it gotta be dog. Like I would think, who is Peanut before Lance, or are they are they going in as a tandem? I would Again, love to see this. Them like going I gotta go back and see when they like I gotta see when they retired. I guess and they've got to be eligible by now. They both, they're both eligible, I believe. Okay, I I think. If a move is named after you and people still say it, yeah. like if if that happens in the Super Bowl on Sunday, someone will call it the peanut punch. Yes. You should be in the Hall of Fame. Yes. Simple and it's not that. even a question. What what I love about Peanut is like to me, and I think what's what's tough is right, the Hall of Fame has so many errors that you need to kind of update. Okay, what's the standard for a Hall of Famer? Because Peanuts numbers to me, I don't know if I Peanut screams Hall of Famer, but what mm-hmm. it does scream is that this guy was always one on one. 
Yeah. Like he was never backing down. He wasn't somebody that was, I need help over the top. I'm struggling here. Like one-on-one with Calvin Johnson, one-on-one with Randy Moss, Mm one-on-one. And his numbers would say that he should be into the Hall of Fame. But people will look at those and be like, well, he played in a different era. Yeah. Well, I think what we're going to get is whenever they, wherever and whenever they build the new stadium, there will be some form of like ring of honor or like there'll definitely be like a Bears Hall of Fame. And there, there will be like a ring of honor and it won't be like the Bulls BS ring of honor where it's just like, okay, it's just going to be Michael six times. Like, okay, cool. Uh, like it will be, it'll celebrate all the players that might not be Hall of Famers, but deserve that kind of recognition. It's not going to be Michael six. That's all we have, dog. It's all we have. I'm just like, it's they, all we have. they put Michael in and then they put a team he was on and the dude didn't show up. Like, I mean, what, what are we doing here? I, the one thing I will say is that I believe the Bears will show up for their ring of honor when oh, they finally course. do induct one. Of course. Uh, I mean, they show up now at the games for like oh. those alumni things. Yeah, so. the alumni, yeah. the alumni, your digs be deep. And, I, and they, they, J-Mac always goes to me, just comes back. He was like, yeah, I got to see all my old teammates, man. It was, yeah. it was a lot of fun. So I it's think that the, Bear, the Bears will do it right, man. The Bears mm-hmm. will do it right. One thing I do want to pivot to, though, is this upcoming Super Bowl. And hit that like button, subscribe to the page. Appreciate you guys for showing love. Uh, there's some free agent names available because we still got to improve the modern Bears. Let's build some more Hall of Famers here, boys. And I thought that there's the free agents that are available in this Super Bowl. After it's done, I want to throw some names at you and give me a scale of one to five. One being I would never sign this guy. Five being get him in here now. I need this guy on my team. Me personally or what I think the Bears are going to do? You personally. And then you can give me the breakdown of what the Bears will actually do because they're not going to sign all of these guys from the. No, 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 no. (laughs) They just go all in just like you were in a Super Bowl. Let me get you. Come on. Let's go. Come on. Come on. Uh, Start it off here. Chris Jones. Oh, five. I mean, five. I, I mean, what is he, 30, 31? He'll be, he'll be in his age 30 season by the start of next season. Uh, okay. We need a three technique, and you know what he brings. Yeah, I would say I would say five for sure. I w- I'll say five for me. The Bears a two. Mm. I think the Chiefs just give him the money and re-sign him. Like yeah, I think that they they're gonna have to work out. I I guess like the fact that there was like an issue with working out a deal with him is what's weird, Dale. Like it's like you okay. know what he brings. Like just get him. the deal done. Yeah. Uh, Nick Algeretti, backup interior offensive lineman. He's another free agent on there. Um, maybe he has a future. Twenty seven years old. Okay. Uh, so he would probably come in and just be like a swing guy, or probably you know just for depth. I don't know. Three and a half, <laughs> three. I don't know. I feel like I, I know that they spent money on Nate Davis, but I, I really do think Poles is going to draft offensive linemen. This is a good I class do. for offensive linemen. This is a deep class for offensive linemen. I think that they're going to go that route and go the cheap route and the, yeah. you know, try to build chemistry and kind of groom their guys f- to become starters at a certain point. So I think that they, I mean, they might spend a little money. But I don't think they're going to break break the bank for any offensive lineman. Here's an interesting one to me, one that I think, I mean, we've heard Jaquan Brisker talk about, you know, the stability that Eddie Jackson brings. But at 18, an $18 million cap hit, he's probably not going to be he's on gone. this team next year. He's I gone. know that hurts a little bit, Abdallah, with uh, the Alabama ties. Uh, by the way, how you doing with Saban retiring? How's that? Oh, that's great. Care? Are you kidding me? Kalen DeBoer, okay. baby. Okay. Come All on. Right. 
All right. I just want still to be sure. A, I didn't, I didn't know if you got a number two recruiting tape. class as of yesterday? Come on. <laughs> Not skipping a step. You're getting him on TV, too. That's got to make it a little bit better for you. He's uh, always great at that. He's gonna. He he was. I'm not gonna lie. I was surprised at how good he was at TV. I thought he's he was really gonna be like, good. listen, you know what it is. Like I, I show up, I do what I think, and I get out of here. He's like, he's like, he's entertaining. But oh yeah. To replace our former Alabama safety, Mike Edwards, chief safety, somebody who, uh, 27 years old, young guy. Um, okay. Chiefs may try to re-sign him. He's been in the league five years. He's got eight picks, five fumble recoveries, one forced fumble, and four defensive touchdowns. Okay. Ball hawk guy to replace him. Yeah, I would probably put that at at, uh, at a four. I would say um, I do think the Chiefs, you know, probably get a deal done with him or they franchise tag him or something. Um, but I believe that you know you are going to replace Eddie Jackson, um, and to do that with a guy who is already established and comes from that culture, and also, I mean, we know Ryan Poles knows him, so if he's been there for for, for that long, Ryan yeah. Poles is uh, knows what he can do. So maybe he can bring him in that way. Um, but I think, yeah, you got to replace Eddie Jackson. And I think that would probably be a good way to do it. Let's finish it out with this one. This is one that uh, I think the playoffs have hurt his stock a lot. But maybe you get him in here on a Yannick Ngakwe type of situation. Chase Young. Oh, okay. So Chase Young, I did read that uh, NFL executives do believe that a reunion could be coming with Montez Sweat and Chase Young. Um, uh, look, I think that when you zero in on one game and one play, yeah. we tend to overreact as fans. Oh, look, he whiffed on that play, and everybody's screenshotting it, and everybody's tweeting out the video of him whiffing on one play. He's a stud player. He's a young player. Um, the question is going to be, you know, with his knees, can he stay healthy? Yeah, That's the problem for me. Um, I would prefer to get younger and less expensive at that position. I would hope that, you know, maybe they take Dallas Turner, maybe they take Jared Verse, and they go that route uh, in the draft, depending on, you know, who's there. Like if all the wide receivers are gone in the draft and they go, you know, quarterback, 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 wide receiver, wide receiver, wide receiver, and whatever, uh, offensive lineman and Verse yeah. and, and Turner are there, you know, Dunze's gone and Neighbors is gone. Take, take Jared Verse. Take Dallas Turner. Take those guys. I mean, get younger and cheaper at the position because, I mean, they do have a lot of cap space, but you can't spend it on everything. Like, you can't just go out and buy everything, you know? It's like, yeah, you do, but you don't, right? Because you still got to re sign Jalen. I think you're yeah. at a point where you're probably re signing him for 20 plus mil a year. I, got, I don't think yeah, that he's you probably can, get 20. He's yeah. probably getting, yeah, I mean, like, he may reset the market. He's probably at least getting 20 mm-hmm. um, at, at a. I guess you got to bring up the conversation around Tevin. Tevin feels to me like Tevin's got to stay healthy. He feels like Kyle Long. And it's not a slight Kyle Long. It feels like when you're on the field, you're one of the most dominant players that we see. Did Kyle Long get a second contract? I believe he did. I think Kyle Long got a second contract with the Bears. Because he he played, what, nine years all with the Bears? Yeah. Yeah. So I had to get the second deal. And and if I'm not mistaken, signed a a pretty team-friendly deal. Yeah. Well, because um, the injury, so maybe yeah. you can sign him as a you know and re-sign him that way. But like, yeah, I think they're going to try to get younger with these picks. I think they'll get a second round pick back for trading Justin. That's right, I said it. Oh boy, and uh, oh, and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and maybe they use that on an offensive lineman. I don't see them taking an offensive lineman in the first round. I'll just say I don't see them doing that. I think that if you, you think look they at Braxton, then huh? 
You think they stick with Braxton then? Yeah, I think they like Braxton. Braxton had has had has been in the year for two le- two years. He played yeah. the entire season his first year, and yeah. he was fine out there when he was healthy. The key yeah. is there; he's got to be healthy. So with another off season, gets healthy. I think they like Tevin Jenkins. You can't just go in and just be like, "Oh, well, this guy sucks after a year. Get rid of him." You know, yeah. like you've got to build something. You can't just you, if you continue to just piecemeal together offensive lines, they're never going to click. They're never going to gel. They're never going to get better. You got to stick with guys. They like Braxton Jones. They're not taking a tackle high in the draft. I don't think so. I yeah. think Ryan pulls. He's an offensive lineman. He can find offensive linemen. I think they'll look for that maybe in the second round. Danny, though, third round. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, that's been look, look, that's been my concern here. I'm not gonna lie. The two look well, at, I guess they're, look they're at when look at yet. their best games. Their best games last season were when that line was 100 percent healthy and yeah. playing together. Yeah. And that team, they didn't play together at all during the uh, during the preseason because Nate Davis was out for the personal reasons, and then other guys were out with various injuries. You know, Darnell Wright played with half a shoulder the entire year. So, year. like, you've got to get these guys healthy, and you have to develop some chemistry. That's how it works. Yeah, no, I agree. I just that that the offensive line signings. There's two signings where I'm like two positions where he signs at where I'm like, I'm a little nervous here. Like wide receiver right now, the scouting on that seems a little sketchy to me uh, yeah. outside of just getting DJ Moore and then uh, offensive line, like Darnell writes a hit. Um, but I mean, the, the two guys you've signed Lucas Patrick and well, he's Nate gone. Davis. He's like, well, Nate Davis is going to be around for a while. You're going to get another center. Yeah, but I think yeah, besides yeah. adding a center, we'll see, man. It. We'll see. It's going, it's going to be interesting. I think if, if they're in a position to get Joe Alton, I think that depends on where, what kind of draft capital you can get back for either the first overall pick or for Justin Fields. I think that'll dictate what they do. If it's just them standing pat at nine, they won't have to worry about it because neither Olu or Joe Alt will be there. No, I don't I, think so. I don't <laughs> think he's trading. I don't think he's trading up either. So. No, 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 no. I think I think he stands pat at nine. So yeah. We'll see what they end up doing. Abdallah, appreciate you coming on the show. Appreciate you rocking with us for today's episode. Uh, Let the people know where they can uh, tune in with you. And, of course, over on Black and Abdallah every single Monday through Friday. Monday uh, through Friday, 6.30, 7.30 after uh, Bears Weekly on Thursday nights. But, yes, every weeknight, 6.30, we will piss you off. <laughs> what's we'll the Twitter? Twitter like kind of hates you, dog. Like, what's going I on? I don't know there? if they. I don't know if they hate me or. Uh, or maybe you just it, retweet all the haters. Yeah, I just, I just let it be known that there are haters out there. That's it. Another satisfied me, customer. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> As always, man. For Adam Abdallah, it's your boy Pat the Designer back at it again. Let us know your thoughts on the Hall of Fame. Let us know who you would sign in this offseason. Y'all stay safe out there, Chicago. Bear down. Peace.